that bumper video makes me freak out. Makes me all nervous and jittery. And I don't need to be. That's what it says anyway. We're all freaking out. Good morning. I'm Brett. Welcome to Bridgewater. I'm one of the pastors here and or at least at Bridgewater. I guess I'm the pastor here for now. And I'm freaking out about that. It's been a while, but um, stress. We're going to start the season, January, talking about stress. And I think it's apropos because we're really good at stressing. I mean, there's a few things I'm good at in life. One of them is stressing. I feel like I've mastered it. I have not mastered getting over it, but I've mastered getting it. Yes, I'm a good stressor. And many of us are stressors. So that's what we're going to talk about. Because the Bible talks about stressing. Back in the 1300s, there was this uh, tower built in Milan, Italy. And it was the very first clock tower ever in the history of the world. And this clock tower didn't have any face. There was no no numbers on it. It would just bong on the hour every hour. And before that, everyone kind of watched the sun. And the sun, when it was setting, you knew it was going to get dark and the day was going to be over. And when the sun came up, you decided it was morning and you were going to get something done. But then this clock tower came and it started bonging every hour on the hour. And all of a sudden, people started looking to the clock tower instead of to the sun. Clock towers sprung up all over Europe and it became a thing. The second thing that happened that was very, very instrumental, I think in our stress, is uh, the light bulb was invented in the early 1800s. And all of a sudden, we didn't have to depend on the sun. If the sun doesn't come up, you know what? I can turn on my light. All of a sudden, people started working longer, even in the night. And all of a sudden, we had shifts. So then you'd have a second shift and a third shift. In fact, pretty much any job we do nowadays, we can do 24 hours a day. I guess unless you're a star watcher. I guess even then you can because... You can look with the big, huge Hubble telescopes. So, changed everything. In fact, I learned this week that the word stress wasn't even a word for an emotional condition until 1920. The word stress was only an engineering term used for when there was too much weight on a beam or on a wall. There was stress. Other than that, there wasn't any. <clears throat> and now stress is mainstream. In fact, we think of stress. If I say, you know, I wonder, wonder if there's stress, you wouldn't immediately think of a building or a beam or a wall. You would think of the emotional condition, stress. It's crazy, isn't it? So, We're going to do a series, we're going to work in a series on being freaked out. And we're not only going to talk about stress, we're going to talk about worry, and we're going to talk about fear, um, and then we're going to end with peace. 
but today I want to talk about how do we win the battle of stress. <clears throat> and the great thing is, like most big issues, we find this in the Bible. And so <clears throat> we're going to go to the book of Luke. If you have your Bibles, please join me in the book of Luke chapter 10. Jesus was walking around teaching. He went to visit these people in their home and <clears throat> he observed stress and he addressed it and he gave it to us. So 2,000 years ago, there was a lady named Martha and she got stressed out and it was recorded in scripture. So Luke chapter 10, let's see what we can learn about stress. <clears throat> Luke 10, beginning with verse 38. Here, here's what it says. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus, the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord said. The Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So, there's, there's the story. Now, I, I don't want to make this a Martha is terrible sermon. I don't think Martha was a terrible woman. All right? But I think we can learn something about the situation based on Martha's response and Mary's response. Obviously, Martha was stressed out, and she, she felt like she was maxed. Mary was slacking. So... There was stress. <laughs> so what I want to do today is I want to look at what is the source of stress, and then what's the side effect that comes from stress, and then finally, what's the solution for stress? So, so first, what's the source of stress? There are a lot of sources of stress. <clears throat> One of them is distraction. Distraction. Now, I am a distracted person by nature. I, I tend to be very distracted. I see squirrels, and I want to look. Like, oh, hey, squirrel. Um, we could be in a perfectly good conversation, and I would notice that there are not any invite cards on that chair, but there's three on that chair, and there should be two on this one and, and two on this one. And because there's three and zero, it means Lexington probably came and stole one and put it in his pocket. <clears throat> I, I am very distracted by a lot of things. Distraction can cause stress. Distraction... Actually, what it means is distraction means being pulled in different directions. That's what a distraction is, being pulled in different directions. Technology can be a huge distraction. 77% of Americans have smartphones. They can be a distraction because 66% of us self-identify as being addicted to our phones. And in fact, when asked, 20% would rather, 20% of Americans would rather go without shoes for two weeks than be separated from their smartphone for an hour. I kid you not. It was in the American Medical Journal 
article that I read. Like, did you hear that? One in five Americans would rather go without shoes for two weeks rather than being separated from their smartphone for an hour. (laughs) It's nuts, isn't it? On average, Americans check their phones 262 times a day. But adults under 40 touch their phone an average of 2,700 times a day. 2,700. Talk about a distraction. And then when you add a smartphone watch, an Apple watch, to your repertoire, and, and so you don't even have to have your phone. Like, you can lose your phone and still conduct your life or be distracted on a watch. Crazy. Distractions. Distractions. They're, they're, they're constant. And, and I think when we live with distractions, we do not get rest for our souls. We get stress for our souls, not rest. There's, there's more than just distractions technologically. And, and I know that some people would say, boy, I just, if I could just read a book, I'm going to put my phone down and just read. And ah, I rest. I'm not a reader. I don't know that. I mean, I do read because I should, but it's not something that I enjoy. But I, would, I really love walking in the woods. I love cutting down trees. I enjoy <clears throat> building buildings fixing fence, just stuff that when I say it out loud, it doesn't sound very fun or relaxing, but it really, really is. My, my boys joke about the fact that on Christmas Day a few years ago, we were cutting wood. And so this year I said, hey, we got to get out and cut some trees down because I know you really enjoyed, you talk about you know, that memory of cutting wood on Christmas Day, and so I want to make sure we get out there and do that. And they're like, ah, oh, we didn't mean it that way. We, we just remember we're the only family that cuts trees down on Christmas Day. Everybody else is relaxing and eating bonbons, and we're outside cutting trees down. Like, yeah, but if we cut them down now, we don't have to cut them down when it's zero degrees. And they said, that's not true. Nope, when it's zero degrees, we're cutting trees down too. I'm like, all right. <clears throat> but I relax and I'm unstressed when I'm out in the woods. But distractions cause stress. It's not just distractions technologically, it's life distractions. There are, there are many of us who have way too many plates spinning. And, and that can be children, that can be to-do lists, it can be those things that we say are urgent, and oftentimes our urgent list grows so long that it is unattainable. And that creates stress. All of a sudden we think everything is urgent. And when we do that, we miss the important. And so the things that pay are those things that cause us to be unstressed, the healthy things. Because we have to get things done. And Christmas time, what a great opportunity to think about stress and the list. Martha was faced with that, okay? She was thinking about that. Jesus is coming. We have a lot to do. Who's going to vacuum? Come on. And I'm sure she had a big, long list of distractions. It it isn't just distractions. Um, It's busyness. And I I read a quote that said, if the devil, it was Carrie Temboom, she said, "If, 
If the devil cannot make us bad, he will make us busy. I, I, I think that's kind of true. Busy is not healthy. Like, like just being overworked. I think it's good to have something to do. <clears throat> but we just, we just operate in the urgent. There's just so much to do, and it brings stress. So I don't think it's only <clears throat> distractions that bring stress. I think it's expectations also. And, and Martha was struggling specifically with her expectation list. Verse 40, look what it says. It says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be done. <clears throat> she was putting pressure on herself, trying to get ready for Jesus. Jesus was coming, and Jesus loves chicken and dumplings. I have to make him his favorite meal. I just made that up. I don't really know if Jesus loved chicken and dumplings. He probably did. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> They're great. So she had all these things in her mind that Jesus was going to expect, expectations, and she had to get them done. She's got to clean the tent, got to get the fire going, probably has to tend the animals. She has to prepare food. <clears throat> there are no microwaves. Food preparation would have taken a lot longer. Jesus shows up, and Mary doesn't, all of a sudden she stops working. Well, Martha's plan included Mary and Martha working. Now Mary's just hanging out with Jesus, socializing. Well, that made Martha stressed because she had expectations. Don't we do the same thing? Isn't that our life? Like, isn't that us? We have all these expectations. And the expectations then build and they bring us stress. Because we're going to go to grandpa and grandma's. <clears throat> okay, but I know grandpa wants this kind of food. And I was going to make this. I was going to bring it. Ugh. And now I'm stressed because I need to make it. And I need to bring it because I know he'll like it. And... <clears throat> And I had expected that we would wear our, our best clothes. And then Lexington is three, and he's a boy, and he went outside. And now he doesn't look anything like he used to look. And we're on our way to Grandpa's. Or disembarking the van. <clears throat> Somehow, he face plants, and the nice pants that he was wearing are not nice anymore. Or you just get there and there's a blowout. And you're like, great. Now my kid's running around naked. This is not what I expected. My expectations. I, and now I'm stressed because I had all these expectations. I mean, the holiday seasons are, are great for them. We were going to sit down for a family meal. And in my head I had pictured this. And we were going and it was going to be great. And the music was going to be playing in the tree. And then the tree tipped over. And there was that small fire. And... You know, all of a sudden, we are stressed out. <laughs> it's amazing how we do it. And our life expectations oftentimes cause that. Stressed out. I feel this in, in ministry. <clears throat> As a pastor, I, I feel um, expectations from people. There is always a crisis. 
There is always a marriage falling apart. There are always children getting on drugs. There are always um, people dying. There are always more people who need to know about Jesus. There are always <clears throat> more campuses to launch. There are always more staff to hire. There are expectations. There, 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 there are always opportunities to be stressed. And I know if that's true in my line of work, it's true in yours as well. Sources of stress. <laughs> They're all around us. There's a, there's a third <clears throat> source of stress, and it's fear. And we're going to talk about that in a couple weeks, but I just want to touch on it. Um, th- there's a, a fear that causes stress, fear of not, not being enough, fear of failure. Um, and, and it tends to stress us out. Distractions, expectations, fear. <clears throat> we, we definitely deal with stress in our lives all the time. I, I think something that I, I want to mention too is I, I do feel like we are easy to blame other people <clears throat> for the stress in our lives, but really most of the stress in our lives comes from us. It either comes from how I deal with whatever is going on in my circumstances or it comes directly from pressure I put on myself. Now, there are external pressures occasionally that, that are put on us, but the vast majority of, of our stress comes from us. The vast majority of your stress comes from you. Either your response to situations or the expectations that you put on yourself. That, here, here's, here's how, how stress happens. Stress usually happens when I am taking on God's responsibility and putting it on me. All of a sudden, I want a certain kind of weather. Well, whose responsibility is that? It's God's. And yet, I'm stressed out because the weather isn't what I wanted. Well, I've taken a God responsibility and made it mine. Well, I'm stressed out because that person is doing such and such and such and such. Okay, well, who's in charge of that person? Me? No. God. But all of a sudden, I'm stressing out because I've taken God's responsibility and I brought it on me. Most of our sources of stress are, are a me problem. So what do we do with that? <clears throat> well... The side effect of stress is we usually blame other people. <laughs> you see, I tell God what I want, and when he doesn't come through and do what I want, then I get mad at him. So the first person I get mad at, and you get mad at, is God. You might not think about it this way, but it really, it really is. Here's, here's Martha's response. <clears throat> um, you know, she, she came to Jesus, and she asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. I love what Martha says because she's honest. She goes right to Jesus and says, I'm stressed out, Jesus. Okay, I'm freaking out. And you obviously don't care. And, and if I'm Jesus, I'm like, why is it my fault? I'm your house guest. 
But no, she... I blame God. She blames God. Don't you care? And, and we do that. God, don't you care? I'm under all this stress. Don't you care? We had the wedding planned for such and such a day, and now it's going to rain. Don't you care? We were going to do this or that, but now we can't. Don't you care? <clears throat> we were all healthy. We were going to have Christmas Day. Nicole's whole family was going to come over. Lexington comes down with a fever. We cancel Christmas. Don't you care? But all this stress, now we have all this food we got to eat. Nobody coming over. Not a really bad problem, but it did happen. And we have a choice to get stressed out, shake our fist at God, and say, you know what we wanted, and you didn't give it to us. <clears throat> it's a shame, but it is, it is what we do. <clears throat> Jesus didn't reply harshly. In fact, he could have said, hey, Martha, just so you know, in 11 days I'm going to die for the sins of the entire world. I, I just put it in context, Martha. I will be hanging on a cross in 11 days for your sins and you're blaming me saying I don't care? He could have done that. I probably would have done that. Jesus doesn't. And Martha would not have recognized that oops for two weeks when he rose from the dead. And she would have had a Oh, who didn't understand? Was it Jesus didn't understand and not care? Oh, no, no, it was Martha didn't understand. And I wonder if maybe a lot of times when we shake our fist at God because we're stressed out, we don't understand. It's not that he doesn't. Oh, no, he totally understands. He knows exactly what he's doing. But we don't understand what he's doing and we blame God. If we don't blame God, we blame other people. <clears throat> um, obviously, Martha was saying, I blame <laughs> Mary. Uh, she says, Lord, don't you, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work? The source of Martha's stress and frustration was clear. It was Mary's fault. There were lists of things to do. They were, they were carved right in the stone. I don't know how they wrote things down. And Martha was accomplishing her list, and Mary was slacking off. She's hanging out with Jesus, sitting at his feet, asking him questions. What a waste of time. Martha's stressed out. But we, we do this too, right? The problem is with my husband, or with my wife. Or if, if they would just spend less money, I would be less stressed. If they would just help out more around the house, I would be less stressed. If my kids would just listen better, I wouldn't be so stressed out. My boss is why I'm stressed out. Work is why I'm... Like, if you had my job, you'd understand. You'd be stressed out, too. My neighbor makes me stressed out. His dog poops in my yard every day. Talk about stress. You'd feel the same way. <clears throat> See, if it's not God, we're, we just blame somebody else. We're really good at that. Very rarely 
very rarely do I point the finger at me. I'm just so stressed out because I'm not trusting God like I should. Why would I do that? That's not fun. No, we blame God or we blame others. That's the side effect of stress. <clears throat> if anybody in this, in this passage, Luke 10, should have been stressed, it should have been Jesus. He should have been stressed out. And he wasn't. People trying to kill him, people asking him questions, trying to trick him, trying to stump him as he goes around teaching. Everybody vying for his time. Everybody wants a miracle. And, and he knows the clock is ticking and he knows he's going to die in 11 days. Like he deserves to be stressed. But he's not. So, source of stress. Boy, it's all around us. Side effects of stress. We blame God or we blame others. Very rarely do we blame ourselves. But what's the solution of stress? Well, Here's what Jesus says to Martha when she's stressed out. Verse 41. He says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. You know what Jesus was saying? He, he, Jesus was saying, I'm the answer to stress. I'm the solution. I, I am the only thing that matters. That's what Jesus was saying. Martha, you've got a lot of things on your docket. You've got a lot of things that you think are very, very important. Mary has one. And Mary chose the better one. I think this is a huge misunderstanding that, that you and I have, and it, it is this. Um, the misunderstanding that, that we struggle with is we think that God wants to be the one we are most devoted to in our lives. And that's not true. He wants to be the only thing we are devoted to in our lives. Did you catch that? The misunderstanding is that we think God wants to be the most important thing in our lives. He wants to be the only thing that we're devoted to in our lives. Martha had a long list. I'm sure Jesus was on that list. You know, do this, do this, do this, vacuum, dust, um, clean the chicken coop, kill a chicken, um, spend time with Jesus. I'm sure he was on the list. <clears throat> Mary's list. Jesus shows up, I'm with him. Where do we spend our devotion? Where do we put our devotion? Where do we put our time? If, if, if God is the only thing that I'm devoted to, that takes a lot of stress out of my life. I wrote this down. We must understand that God wants to be the only one we are devoted to. I, I fill my life with a bunch of stuff that makes me busy. <clears throat> But that's, that's really not what God wants me to do. He wants me to be devoted to him. But I'm going to stress over my finances. I'm going to stress over my relationships. I'm going to stress over my children. I'm going to stress over my job. I'm going to stress over the weather. I'm going to stress over my government. I'm going to stress over 
mandates. I'm going to stress over elections. I'm going to stress, like, you think about, I'm going to stress over, my mom is dying. I'm going to stress over her. She's in hospice care. There's a lot I can stress over. Or I could be devoted to God and recognize that sitting at the feet of Jesus was exactly what Jesus said Mary should have been doing. I found some verses, and, and this is, the, the, I think these were helpful. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your cares on him, on God, because he cares for you. Philippians 4, 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. Matthew 6, 34, Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Every day has enough trouble of its own. <clears throat> what if we actually spent time every single day telling God that we are devoted to him and we're going to trust him to take care of all the things that he says he'll take care of. Instead of trying to take care of him on our own, wouldn't that eliminate some stress? If, if we really lived like we could cast all of our cares on Jesus and he really does care for us. If, if we were not supposed to be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer, let our requests be made known to God and a peace that we don't even understand will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What if we believed that and lived that? Oh, but you don't understand. I, I, went, you know, I, I lost this job and I, lost, I had all this 401k and it's all gone. You'd be stressed out too. And I'm like, oh, okay, but, but those verses just said that God cares about that. He will take care of you through that. But you don't understand, my kids, they, they're all in jail and I have to go visit them and it's so much stress and now I'm raising their kids. And Okay, but, but God understands that. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. But you don't understand the divorce and now we're sharing custody. And No, 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 but God understands that. And he cares. He doesn't want us to carry stress that he wants to carry. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. <clears throat> Here's what I want to do. For 120 seconds, I want you to close your eyes and talk to God. Not out loud, that would be awkward. Um, but I, I want you to talk to God and I want you to cast all your stress on him. And I want you to think about this verse. And I listed some options for stress. Finances, boss, relationships, schedule, work, kids, health, dot, dot, dot. But we're going to take 120 seconds right now. Um, and cast your cares on him. All right? Ready and go.
Father, thank you for being a God who loves us and who wants to shoulder our burdens and our stress. <clears throat> help, us to re- help us remember that. Uh, help us to trust you enough to give you the burdens that we think we ought to carry. Help us to trust you enough to talk to you every day and share these things with you. And I do ask that you give us a peace in a crazy world. God, we live in a, a world you know that is awful, that is, that is stress-filled, expectations-filled, distraction-filled, fear-filled. And yet we know you're a God who's a rock, a strong tower, that the righteous can run into it and, and we're safe. <clears throat> help us to live that way. I, I pray that you'd help us this week every day to to give you two minutes even every day where we renew our minds and focus on you and cast our cares on you because you care for us. Um, Thank you for the opportunity, at least the option you give us, to not live a stress-filled life. Um, Help us take the option of you. And uh, like Mary, sit at your feet and spend a little time with you Thank you for caring for us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for not asking us to live in stress, but, but being willing to carry that for us. In Jesus' name, amen.